Today we dive into different bug out vehicles and their advantages here on the Prepper Podcast, episode 126. The American people would never vote for socialism. He said under the name of liberalism, the American people will adapt every fragment of the socialist program. The Prepper Podcast is an up-to-date survival podcast based on military, wilderness, and modern-day survival and may be found at thepreverpodcast.com. I am Ken Jensen, and this is the podcast about everything survival. My goal is to teach you strategies on self-reliance and to develop survival skills and critical thinking in everyone, resulting in a more resilient and enjoyable life. Think about your ideal bug-out vehicle. What do you see? A jacked-up Hummer? A JT Cruiser? Or a Jeep? Something with a trailer and a roof rack? What about an RV, a recreational vehicle? We're going to discuss the different types of vehicles that make good bug out vehicles and the advantages of each. I provide blog posts and podcasts for free and I have a full list of items for people getting started on my website. I also share info for free on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest and I give free tutorials on YouTube. You can support me if you go to theprepperpodcast.com forward slash Patreon so that I can keep providing this information for free. Alright, so please go to theprepperpodcast.com forward slash Patreon if you would like to help support me for as little as a dollar an episode. Now the show notes may be found at theprepperpodcast.com forward slash 126 or at theprepperpodcast.com forward slash B-O-V advantages. That's B-O-V. Bravo, Oscar, Victor, advantages. So let's get started on today's topic. Different types of bug out vehicles and their advantages. Alright, so different types of bug out vehicles have different advantages. There are many other preparedness items that you should look at before changing your bug out vehicle. I tell you constantly that there are much more important things than slapping down $10,000 on a a used vehicle or $20,000 or even $30,000 on a new vehicle because you want to be able to bug out with that vehicle. But if you're going to anyways, let's discuss the different types of vehicles that are great bug out capable machines. These are, you know, there are always options such as four-wheel drive vehicles, um, you know, lift kits, things like that, that makes a specific vehicle better than, you know, something that is a two-wheel drive based model. But we're talking about vehicles. We're not going to talk about all the options on those vehicles. Okay, so 
let's talk about a few of the different types. You've got sports utility vehicles, you have trucks, you have RVs, you have vans, you have motorcycles, you have boats, and you know there's uh, some other types of vehicles as well that we'll be able to discuss. All right, so sports utility vehicles or SUVs. These are all-terrain vehicles. They provide all-terrain comfort. Okay, so they do provide a good all-terrain platform. This is a platform that will allow you to go through fields and allow you to uh, climb over, you know, small items, things like that. It allows you to go off-road. Um, all-terrain is just that. It's not specifically designed for off-road capabilities, but think about a truck able to go through a cornfield and maybe a two-wheel drive. Well, a sports utility vehicle is just like that. It, it has the ability, it has the suspensions and everything else that allow it to go into these other terrains, even if it's not specifically designed for such. The suspension is designed for and keeps the passengers comfortable. All right, so it, it may be a little bit looser of a suspension because it's meant for passengers and things like that. It's meant to keep all the passengers comfortable, so you're going to have a little bit looser of a suspension in a lot of sports utility vehicles. Some of them are a little bit tighter, and those are the ones that are designed a little bit more for off-road functionality. The approach angles, the breakover angles, and the departure angles are very good on sports utility vehicles uh, compared to other vehicles. So the approach angle is real simple. If you look at the angle between the front of your vehicle and the front of the tire, then that's your approach angle. So the higher the vehicle, the better the approach angle. What does this mean? It means that you can climb over stuff without rubbing the front of your vehicle on that item. So a higher approach angle gives you the ability to approach something that is upgraded and allows you to climb up that without destroying the front end of your vehicle or getting it stuck on the frame in the front. The breakover angle is essentially, think about getting high center. The breakover angle is going to be how high can something get underneath the center of your vehicle you know, as you're rolling from your front tires to your back tires over it. That's your breakover angle. And then your departure angle is the opposite of your approach angle. It is how high the tail end of your vehicle is over the rear tires and allows you to get off of an upgrade or, it, or you're able to come down onto an, a downgrade and it allows your vehicle not to get stuck as well. So sports utility vehicles are generally able to they provide good approach breakover and departure angles uh, many times trucks and suvs share the same frames so therefore they have similar strengths as far as the frame goes uh, we're talking about you know towing capability and being able to hold a lot of weight and that kind of thing um, and we're only talking frame. I'm not talking about uh, drivetrain or anything like that with the uh, w with what I'm talking about right now. 
so let's go on to trucks the next thing is trucks trucks are rugged all-terrain haulers okay so they do provide decent approach and departure angles uh, a lot of times are not the approach and departure angles are not as well designed as the sports utility vehicles because that's not what they're designed for they are haulers that's the biggest benefit of trucks is their ability to provide torque for hauling large loads without expensive options all right typically they are designed to put a bunch of weight in the bed on the back of the truck and the drivetrain is a little stronger than most other vehicles so that they can provide the torque and not destroy themselves whenever they're pulling a large load okay so even though the suspension is many times stiffer than other vehicles it is designed for the all-terrain hazards that it's going to see you know the stiff suspension means that you may feel it more in the cab but it actually means that the suspension a lot of times is designed more for the off-road functionality so because people are more concerned about hauling and things like that trucks generally would have a stiffer suspension now this does not necessarily hold true to all newer trucks all new vehicles um, are going toward that comfort factor but especially if we start talking about the 80s and 90s um, their vehicles had a much stiffer suspension in the trucks so vans let's talk about vans they are powerful comfortable and they can haul a lot of weight many vans are sitting on modified truck chassis all right which means that they essentially have the same chassis as a truck um, they are designed for large families and the gear that those families come with they are meant for heavy weight and they're meant for comfort because a lot of these conversion vans and things like that they are designed for a small family to have quite a bit of comfort during their travel you know they're allowed they can hold people they can hold groceries and they can hold sports gear all at the same time now i'm talking about minivans as well as conversion vans i'm not just sticking to conversion vans but they can they can haul people groceries and sports equipment all at the same time so it's family comfort for long trips a lot of times they have to do you know they have like um they have screens in the seats and things like that things that you would expect to see um with a family things that you would typically see with a family um long trips with children children get a little anxious so a lot of times vans will have something that occupies the children and that's kind of nice for a long trip especially in a bug out situation isn't it so all the weight of all the people plus an additional stack of luggage on the roof rack which is typical that means that this thing can haul easily 1500 pounds worth of people and gear if you really think about it that's a lot of weight now work vans typically carry more uh, because in a work van you're going to have 
heavy tools and heavy equipment inside that van so they typically do carry more uh, I don't know if they're designed to carry a whole lot more because most of them are typically conversion vans but they do haul a lot and they do it well they typically have a pretty good sized engine a lot of van engines are um, comparable to truck engines and stuff like that because they have to carry so much weight now some vans uh, can haul pretty well but other vans cannot um, most of their strength lies in the towing of people the capacity of towing people all right so recreational vehicles is going to be the next thing so let's talk about recreational vehicles and campers uh, they can carry just about anything so take everything i said about vans and scale it way up they have powerful engines they are designed a ton to haul tons of weight they have to carry everything and most of the time this includes the kitchen sink okay they have their own little kitchen sink um they are designed for a family to actually live in for a short amount of time so this design makes a very attractive bug out vehicle for most people it's a very attractive bug out vehicle and it's already designed for your family to stay in now both rvs and campers do provide you with an insane amount of space for storage and they design this storage in a compact amount of space they do this on purpose okay you would be able to store much of your bug in foods like the things that you would keep in your home you'd be able to store a lot of that in the rvs and that means less time that you have to pack in order to leave and less time is a great great thing it also means that you'll have much more gear and comforts on the go so all the games and all the videos and all the food and everything else that you would typically want to have in a bug out situation you're going to have already in your recreational vehicle because it's going to be the same stuff that you use for camping okay so we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna move on to motorcycles all right we're gonna talk about motorcycles motorcycles are nimble and fast personal bug out vehicles all right so if you've got a family this is probably not going to be your choice of bug out vehicle all right motorcycles are extremely nimble they can move in and out of traffic uh i see people all the time doing really stupid crap on motorcycles but the fact is is if you have a motorcycle it's going to be easier for you to get through stop and go traffic it's going to be easier for you to get through a lot of different situations because you can turn on a dime you um, also have a lot of acceleration and stuff like that now if you're bugging out alone this is a great option it's much more difficult to get stuck in traffic which is super important they also can generally travel faster than via than cars and they have a much higher acceleration capability than most vehicles which means that you can get out faster if you're in a situation where you got to go from zero to 60 you can do so um, at a much faster rate the acceleration capabilities are a lot higher 
Now road bikes are more comfortable and carry more gear. They're designed for this. They're designed for comfort because people take road trips on these road bikes. That's exactly what they're for. They're for long trips and they have saddlebags and things like that that you can add to them that carry a lot more gear. Now on the contrary, dirt bikes or off-road bikes or hybrids or however you want to say it, these bikes have the ability to go places that almost nothing else can go. They also can only carry a certain amount of weight though. All right, so part of it is the suspension, the way it's built. I, uh, I remember I used to ride four-wheelers growing up and we would always go on these trails. We would go out to uh, what we call the sand dunes, which was just like a, a gravel pit that had a bunch of jumps and stuff like that built up and anything that you could do on a four-wheeler you could do twice as well on a dirt bike that's just the way it was dirt bikes have a lot of capability uh especially if you have some um dirt bike experience when it comes to races and jumps and stuff like that now they carry a lot less weight they can't handle the kind of weight that a big road hog can handle so next are boats and it's kind of a strange thing for me to throw this on with the bug out vehicle thing i know but think about this boats can take you off land where few people can go all right so this category is huge and i'm just talking about boats in general but this category in itself can be an entire it could be an entire episode in itself couldn't it what do you want to do just get across the river or do you want to live for weeks on the water? All right, there are different boats for everything that you want to do. Just for travel, you can just use a simple John boat or a bass boat or something like that. They can hold a lot of gear and they can quickly get you to your bug out location if your bug out location is on the water. Now, for living for a while on a boat, there are houseboats, ocean going vessels, you know, fishing boats, and even tugboats. A lot of these have have uh, spaces designed for you to stay on the water for a long time. So you've got the uh, you've got exactly what you need when it comes to storage and everything else and cooking and all that. You can get into deeper water for fishing, which means that there's going to be less people in your way. You can get way out of dodge. And you can live away from most people. Just be aware that pirates do exist. They are current. They are around now. And they do try to take over people's boats already. Don't you think that pirates are going to be an even bigger problem when it's every man for himself? Pirates do exist. And you will have to deal with them if you are living on a type of houseboat. Now let's go over a, a small list of a few other creative vehicles that you probably didn't think about. I could call just about anything a vehicle. I would never finish the list if I kept adding to it, but I'm just going to go over a few items. Here are a few creative items that you may not have thought of, and we're talking within reason. So there are bicycles, road bikes, and mountain bikes. Alright, so a road bike is set up, it's not really set up for comfort, it's set up for speed. It's not really set up to go over terrain, it's set up for roads. 
Um, it is meant for racing, essentially. So a road bike, if you want to go fast and you want to go on the road and you want to get there efficiently, that's going to be the way to go. I'm a mountain biker. I love to mountain bike. The suspension is built for it. The wheels are at a lower pressure. They're built for going over things without the tires getting pinched or holes in them and stuff like that. So mountain bikes are really my choice, but I can understand if somebody chooses a road bike over a mountain bike. ATVs, all-terrain vehicles. We're talking four-wheelers and three-wheelers. I just talked about this a little bit. I mean, think about it. You got four wheels, so you got some stability there. You've got um, pretty good acceleration and stuff. It may not be as good as a uh, dirt bike or something like that, but a four-wheeler is a really good option, uh, and you can go places in four-wheelers that you can't in vehicles. And, you know, we also have the side-by-sides that everybody has now. So you could also, I'm going to count side-by-side in this all-terrain vehicle category. Now, three-wheelers are dangerous. They can tip over. They, they used to tip over all the time. So just understand that if that's all you got. But all these all-terrain vehicles can go places where most vehicles can't. You also got road trucks, which is a similar. It is similar to a, um, it is similar to a basic road motorcycle, all right? A long-range motorcycle except it has three wheels and it has more storage space so road trucks are uh, definitely an option as well so what i actually find quite intriguing is the super light aircraft the super light aircraft is basically it is a glider if you get the right one it is designed to be a glider which means that if you lose your engine then this aircraft is designed to glide until you land. It's essentially just a really lightweight, one-person glider that has a small, um, essentially lawnmower motor on it that will propel you through the sky. And like I said, you don't want to trust your life on a lawnmower engine, so you have the ability to glide if that lawnmower motor happens to go out on you for any reason. Um, now, people could probably try to shoot you down, and you're not going to hold a lot of equipment on this thing. So, it is what it is, but a super light aircraft would be a good way to um, get from A to B as a bird flies, and quite literally as a bird flies. And then the next thing would be manual-powered boats like kayaks and canoes and stuff like that. Kayaks, I mean, you got to paddle. That's what you're doing. You're paddling from one place to another. You're going downriver, things like that. That is another option. A lot of times they are designed for weekend storage, so you can have all your camping gear and stuff like that in them. Um, so manual-powered boats, and they're quiet. That's a good option manual power boats kayaks canoes um they're they're all really quiet so people won't know that you're there until they visually see you 
Now you need to get a vehicle that will support your needs, not my needs. Every type of automobile will have its advantages and disadvantages for use as, bug out, as a bug out vehicle. But you need to determine which ones are most important to you and you'll easily be able to sift through all of the choices. You may contribute voluntarily by visiting me on Patreon. Please support me by going to theprepperpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. All right, I have a lot of different reward levels. Uh, at a one As little as $1 an episode, you get special content access, and I will mention your support on my podcast. At $10, I will link to your website from mine and announce your website. $25. Uh, I have a $55 advanced first aid kit training that I will give you for free. And then if you go and, and of course each level gets everything that the other levels get in front of it. And then the $50 level, you get a $100 advanced preparedness system and a $150 one-on-one consulting session with me. If you couldn't take show notes because you were on the go, don't worry. I took detailed notes for you that you can find at theprepperpodcast.com. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe to me using the Apple Podcast app. If you want to thank me for the amazing free information I bring to you, please share my podcast on Facebook or Twitter or give me a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And with that, this was Ken Jensen of theprepperpodcast.com teaching you strategies on self-reliance so that you can build a more resilient and enjoyable life. Have a wonderful week. This is Ken signing out.